Beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers. Because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. People, are you ready? Show. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ribby, and thank you for tuning in today. If it's your first time here, welcome. We hope you love the episode. We hope you subscribe when you're done. And if you're a long-time listener, hey, welcome back to the show. We appreciate it. I really miss you guys a lot. It's only been eight days since I've done an episode, but it's been eight days too many. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. I say that a lot, but also, hey... They're good, right? So please listen deeply and all the way through. Don't be scrolling Twitter when you listen to this. And if you're in your car listening and somebody's yapping, tell them to keep it down, all right? Uh, that's the worst. You know, uh, me and my wife, we've been uh, doing the RV thing, of course. We've been driving uh, the RV. Well, I've been driving because she, she don't drive it. She drives her car. Anyway, and I'll be driving it. And that's my time to catch up on podcasts. And she's usually in the back, you know, hanging out with Malachi, keeping him entertained. But sometimes he'll he'll take a nap and she'll come up. And she'll start talking to me. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> and then I'll even like pause it so she can talk. And then I'm like, are you done? And then I'll press play. Uh, good times. But uh, yeah. Anyway, just listen to it all the way through. I love this episode. Uh, I also had a great day today. I wrote this episode the previous night. Uh, today was just an awesome day, man. A lot of spiritual things happened today. God was really moving today in a lot of ways. I kind of want to do a separate episode just about that. So I may do that. Uh, be on the lookout for that. But a lot of amazing things happened today. Uh, God was shining uh, in a lot of ways. It's almost uh, it's going to be a lot to share. So I'm going to do an episode specifically on it. It might only be like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but I think y'all got you guys will enjoy it. So be on the lookout for that one. But this one was written last night. And it's a powerful story about uh, my experience fishing with a gentleman named Freddie. And I'm going to be honest, this one is going to be a message that is going to cut. Okay? We're going to feel conviction for this one. We're going to feel uncomfortable. All right? And I will take the bullet for us and really address something that we are all probably struggling with. And I'm going to read in uh, Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, something very powerful. All right, let's do it. It says, a call to repentance. About this time, Jesus was informed that, uh, why do I always say that wrong? I always want to say Pilate, but it's Pilate. (laughs) About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Okay, think about this. Have a visual in your mind of Jesus being informed that, Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Imagine if that happened here. If somebody just gets gets capped at one of the churches or something like that, right? Do you think, then he goes on to say, do you think those um, Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in uh, Salaam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. Ah, man. It really made me think about the sentiment that we maybe take for granted in our faith. Uh, It's a sentiment that I think a lot of us kind of struggle with and we kind of accept and we kind of use it as a scapegoat or a uh, a reason to do what we're continuing to do or even just uh, just rationalizing the things that we're doing, right? And it's this, it's this right here. It's once we are saved and have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are good. We're always saved, right? And granted, there is truth in that. But I've had that energy as of late, right, where I've just kind of been like, uh, where I found myself kind of distracted by the world yet again. You know, it's something I continue to go through, as you guys can tell from this first year of recording. Uh, I've mentioned it a lot of times, but uh, just kind of getting caught up in the in the, in the the world still, right? Uh, more on that soon, but let's just say this again, all right? Unless you repent, you will perish too. Jesus said it twice in one statement. 
So right now, what I'm going to do is repent for my sin of living for the world instead of living for God. And repenting means to confess, to acknowledge, to humble yourself and identify something that is not godly that you're doing and turn to him for help to help you get through that. Will it get will the baggage get cleaned up everything at once? Maybe not. Maybe God works on you throughout time, right? But over these last few weeks to be honest, over these last few years, I have been addicted and extremely dependent on my cell phone. I don't even recognize myself anymore without it. My mind thinks about it when I'm doing something I love. My hand feels my leg to check if it's still there in my pocket. I pretend I'm checking the time, but in reality, I just want to see if anything new and exciting popped up on my screen. I am dependent on it. I get groceries on it. I need it to go everywhere. I need it to pick up the groceries. I need it to order the groceries. I need it to pay for the groceries. It's my wallet attached to the back of my phone is my case. It's my little AI assistant. I have access to too much information on it, and I let it consume and eat away at my brain for too many hours of the day. I could be reading the Bible on it. I could be doing some research on it. I could be doing some productive things on it. But what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm being programmed. We are the product. I'm being programmed. I read tweet. I read tweets. I read tweets to find out what the world is mad at today. When frankly, I'm not even part of the world right now. I'm out here. You can't even deliver to me on Amazon. That's where I'm at. All right. Amazon don't come out here. You know. <laughs> Actually, I saw an Amazon truck out here today and I was kind of shocked. But anyway. I post stories on my Instagram and I post um, pictures and graphics for the show in hopes that more people will listen to this podcast. When frankly, I need to be focused and grateful for the hundred people that listen to this show each week. I have this constant entrepreneur spirit that I'm always trying to just come up with new ways to get more folks to listen or new ways to innovate the brand or new ways to just do something with my time. Creative. I like to create, but I need to start creating in ways that are more productive for just my walk with God. And I have the constant entrepreneur spirit. I'm always just trying to come up with the new ways for people to listen because I want people whom I've met throughout this life to come to Jesus. But I also want this to be my source of income so I can focus on it even more and really prioritize it. But I think I've lost the like, think about it. I've been doing the show for a year. Twelve hundred people follow me on Instagram. Like everybody that has followed me on there knows that I do the show. If they want to tune in, they can tune in. I need to stop acting like I need to just keep casting reels out there. And hoping that um, a fish bites, you know. And granted, that has happened a lot, where and whatnot. But I need to really just not be so overly obsessed with it. I think, or just really tone down my um, my care, my my uh, my energy towards it. If that makes sense. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling right now, but I'm trying to work it through with you guys. I not only do that, I also, with my entrepreneur spirit, am constantly taking on freelance writing jobs where I write podcasts for other people, which is sometimes demoralizing to have to do theirs before you can do yours. Uh, And I'm enjoying it and stuff. It's a great little side piece of income and whatnot. But it's just one of those things where it's like my phone is constantly going off with, you know, messages from them and bookings and um, them giving me their order requirements and all that stuff. So. Last one to mention, uh, and this is the biggest one that I have noticed about myself. It kind of ruined my entire week last week um, in a lot of ways. Uh, I check the stock market and Bitcoin prices way more than I ever should. My mind is constantly thinking about how's my portfolio looking. Like, bro, just relax. 
It's not going to go to zero overnight. Yeah, it's been crappy lately, but hey, it was very good at one point, right? So what? You lost some gains. You were a long-term investor, not a short-term Bitcoin bro. So relax. I realized all this today, and the thoughts have been stacking up for a while, but I'm just now kind of having the uh, revelation and, and noticing within myself how much angst the phone just gets me now. Is it is it because I'm getting older? Or is it because I'm growing in the spirit? Am I trying to walk in the spirit? So I'm kind of noticing these things. I don't know, but I'm just kind of telling y'all what's going on right now. And maybe you can relate. It makes the phone makes my emotions a bit snappy and snarky. Granted, it could be because of the stock market stuff, and I feel like, oh, losing our money, you know, like ah, it's gonna crash, you know, that kind of energy and that kind of spirit. But even when it's not, even when it's just like scrolling through Twitter or Instagram, it's just kind of like ah. I feel like snappy and snarky to like the people around me, like my wife and my and my son Malachi when he's when he's trying to like get my attention and stuff. And I just realized that like, yo, I'm so just like he he's gonna grow up seeing me on the phone. Like I don't like that. Like when I think about that, man, if I had to go through that, I didn't. Luckily, where my parents were, you know, there was no cell phones back then and whatnot. But like, if I had to grow up like that, I, so many kids are gonna grow up like that, and and just be like, oh. My parents loved the phone as much as they loved me or more or they made the phone such a priority. You know, we got to really think about that, y'all. Like, people don't talk about that because everybody's pretty much guilty of it, you know. And it's, I mean, granted, we like to take pictures of our kids and stuff, and that's fun and all that. But, like, bro, put the phone down for a chunk of your day. A chunk. And it's funny because when I say that, I know that we know that we would be happier if we didn't use our phone. We would be less stressed. We would be less anxious. We would enjoy life more. And it's a we in our spirit know that that's a truth, but we still kind of have not gotten to that place yet. I mean, some of us may have. You know, my buddy Mikey, I was just talking to him tonight. He's been off Instagram for a very long time, and he's just really talked to me about the benefits of it and how he feels, and he doesn't feel the need to update people on his life or see other people's, like, opinions about stuff. He just likes to live a simple life. And my buddy Jeff is never on Instagram or social media like that for the most part unless he's dropping, like, a new uh, blog post or podcast episode. And I kind of want to get on that level with you guys, man. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later, but... Uh, if you guys will allow me to do that and still listen to the show and still help me grow the show, like I think that we have a, a very great trajectory of this ministry if we can make this small adjustment. Because even, even here, let me t- say, tell you this, even when I receive a message now, a text message, it now feels kind of like a chore to respond. And I'm just coming to an understanding that I can't be all in on God, my family, my podcast when a quarter of my day is spent either responding to somebody, scrolling, or even reading inflation articles or some nonsense that Joe Biden did today. Because that's way too many articles to read about the nonsense that Joe Biden did today. It would fill up the book of Job. (laughs) If you don't know, Job is like 60 chapters. Speaking of Job, did you guys see that terrible jobs report? Ayo, that was a joke. All right, here we go. Back in the show. Job's job, Biden job report. All right. It's weird to have to explain a joke on a podcast. Dude, one day I want to do a live podcast where I can see kind of the response of people. I don't know. Maybe not. That'd be kind of weird. Anyway, so I'm asking God to help me break the chains of slavery to my cell phone. And it was as if this whole COVID conspiracy, whatever you want to call COVID-19, all right, whatever you feel comfortable with, if everything is the way they told you it was and that's the way you believe, then, hey, good for you. I'm glad that you are uh, willing to trust the people that are locking you in your house for months. But... Don't want to get on that. We've had a lot of episodes where we've kind of already talked about that. And we're going to talk more of a positive thing. But I do think that the COVID conspiracy was kind of designed in a way. There was a lot of intentions to behind uh, why they did what they did, in my personal opinion. Uh, it was designed in one of the ways to keep us glued to our phones and use them for everything. 
So if you used to go to little Ace Hardware and get yourself a hammer or go into a little store to get a little something you need, you know, stop by to get some milk. Nah, Amazon's got you. Just make sure your order's over $30. We'll come bring it to your doorstep. Don't even leave the house. We'll take care of it. Oh, ah, your business is not essential. We'll send you some money. We'll send you what we think is good. We'll send you an extra 300 a week. Hey, Papa government's got you. And yeah, man, I'm just so disappointed in myself for one of these things I wanted to share with you guys. And it's kind of just because of the world we live in right now. But I want to switch up the way I'm doing things um, from here on out. I want to get I want to get less like the world, more like just the way God kind of I feel like wants me to be, <laughs> you know, just walking in the spirit, as we call it. Right. So I wanted a fishing pole for my birthday. Right. And that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. Is so I want to kind of share the story. I wanted a fishing pole for my birthday, and I asked my mom to get it for me, and I and then she did, which was awesome. Uh, and I had my buddy Jeff send me all the links and stuff because I didn't really know which ones to get, and I didn't want to go, you know, not be clueless when I went to the store and stuff like that. But part of me wishes I went and I just picked it out myself and just enjoyed the experience of going to get a fishing pole and talking to the guy at like Bass Pro Shop. Or some, even some Joe Schmo at uh, Walmart or something. If I went, nah, Walmart poles are trash. But let's say Bass Pro. Like, if I went to Bass Pro and got a pole, like, that would have been an experience, you know? And instead, I, I had them ship me stuff where I didn't even know the quality of it. And, you know, my buddy Jeff sent me what he thinks looked good. But then when it came in, it was kind of dinky. And I have to send back one of the little poles and stuff like that. And I had to send back uh, one of the poles that, uh, I got for Noah that broke off the tip and it's just like, man, if I would have just went to Bass Pro, this would I would never have to send anything back. You know, maybe it would have got messed up, but also probably not because it's from actually Bass Pro instead of some warehouse in Amazon from China from Amazon, you know? So I don't know, man. If you need something, man, go get it yourself. Make make a day of it, man. It's just I don't know. I just feel like I have more of an appreciation for just like little things like that. Like going to the grocery store and uh, going to the post office, like, I don't know, I'm trying to live a simpler life and uh, get out of the city, suburban kind of mindset that I've been in for so many years and the fast life, you know, so, uh, I mean, maybe I'm just being a hippie over here and being a weirdo, but uh, at the same time, I just really, in, I'm, I'm seeing what I enjoy, and one of those things is, you know, just going to go get it myself, you know, if I can, uh, especially something like that that's fun, right, uh, fishing pole, you know, hammer, an axe, my wife got me an axe for, uh, my, birth- for my birthday, and I love it. <laughs> Gonna chop some wood. But being out here on this RV life, man, is making me different. It really is. I'm seeing the world differently, but I'm also seeing myself and my habits differently. Uh, I hope you guys are, you know, I know a lot of people work and stuff like that, but I hope you're just being conscious of, like, what your habits are and what you're what you're doing with your days. Especially the more you know God, you start to see yourself in a different light. You start to uh, try your best to walk in the spirit instead of the flesh, right? And all weekend, man, I was stressed, man, about the price of Bitcoin and the stocks that I was mentioning earlier that I, that were going down. And um, I was also, like, during that time period, man, for a chunk of that, I was actually with Catherine's brother and his family. Uh, and Lauren listens to the show, so shout out, Lauren, man. Uh, good people. And I had a great time. I just really struggled like internally and within myself to be present because my mind was just having the spirit of fear and worry, which is the spirit of the enemy. Like I was I went to bed early, but I was over here like on my phone, like checking Bitcoin articles and reading stuff about inflation and what's to come and just freaking myself out about stuff and just, you know, not not doing what my body needed to do, which was sleep. And I was just feeling very like not good you know and the next day I woke up and I was tired and it was just it was just it was just a mess you know I wasn't myself and uh, I was just getting burned out more and just becoming more irritable when it comes to the um everything that was like what I was reading about and also like you could just tell man the country is just falling (laughs) dude the country is just falling in the trash can before our eyes right now there's so much going on man I wanted to do like a bullet point of all the stuff going on and be like yo this is in four months, you know, and y'all know I don't really, y'all know I'm rock with Biden, so I'm just be straight up and be like, yo, buddy's a disaster right now. He is a disaster. It's almost like he's trying to collapse America. Like, it, it really looks that way. Like, how do you stop a pipeline your first day in office and then get hacked by Russian hackers to to the pipeline? You give them, you you report five million to uh, the news, and it ends up being ninety million in Bitcoin. Uh, that and it, it's not just hackers, guys. This is like terrorism. They're they're shutting off our gas supply and 
getting a ransom money. Like that is that should be a federal crime that results in capital punishment. All right. No, 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 I'm saying capital punishment. I'm just saying like max secure maximum time in prison, pretty much. You know, that's like that's a big crime. And and then Buddy went on went ahead and lifted sanctions when it came to Russia to do pipelines with Russia. And it's like, bro, the whole time they're saying that Trump is, is bought off by Russia. And then they're doing all these deals with Russia. It's like, what is going on, dude? And then I, Israel and stinking Palestine. It's like they can't even get their story straight about who they're supporting. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, Fauci over here got busted for being a part of Wuhan, uh, funding the lab. Uh, and then he's over here saying that he said that people that are vaccinated have to wear a mask for political theater. He he admitted to it just being political theater. Like, what is happening? You know, and that's just the surface level of stuff. There's other stuff going on. There's a Arizona audit uh, for the election that's looking like some stuff's about to come out. And then you got thinking CNN saying it's another conspiracy theory. And it's like, no, dude, it's an audit. Way different. Uh, so yeah, man, just a lot of things have just been crazy falling apart and that's kind of stressing me out, even though it's like, bro, I'm trying to detach myself from the world for a little while, at least doing this RV journey. You know, I know this show is about Jesus jokes and country and I do like politics. I do like talking about the country and I do like, you know, having a voice of reason in, in, a, in a scary time. And I feel like it's important to be aware of what's going on, especially when it comes to, because right now it's not just, you know, like it says in Ephesians, we're not battling between spirits or, um, we're not battling between flesh and blood, meaning like we're not just battling between humans. We're ba- battling between uh, by spirits, man, and principalities like this. It's a spiritual warfare going on constantly. And the more that you're living in the spirit, the more that you see that and the more that you're aware of that. And the more you listen to the spirit, the the better your life is going to be. All right. So I'm just starting to really realize that, like, yo, I need to not let it affect me. I need to get out. I need to unplug a little bit more than I have been, even if it's not like, you know, full time, like, oh, throw my phone in the trash can, you know, and we're done, you know, but making some making some steps. So one of the ways I'm going to make this step is I encourage you to join me if you're like myself uh, and you struggle with this is allowing myself to only check the stock market prices, the stock market prices Friday night. After 4 p.m., because that's when the stock market closes. So after 4 p.m. is when the market is closed for the weekend. And you can see if there are any plays I need to make or just check in and see if we're going to be all right or if we're going to lose everything and then be out. Right. I think it would be healthy for me to not make any rash decisions as well, because as an investor, you're supposed to kind of leave it in there long term. You shouldn't be thinking about the short term because the short terms look like roller coasters sometimes. But if you leave it in there for the long term, you're Gucci. Right. That's what I've been. That's what I've learned over my year of studying it. But we're also in weird times right now where there's a lot of new money in the market from everybody getting all these free checks. There's a lot of people that are new in the market, so therefore they don't know how to handle the panic and they sell. So it makes it more volatile when you have people just dumping their money because they're afraid to lose it all. Uh, And then also it's like, are these people that are investing now going to continue investing in the future? Because therefore, uh, the less people buying stocks, the less the stocks go up. You know, so there's a lot of factors that we haven't seen before. We had a terrible jobs report. We have inflation on the horizon. We have uh, we got Biden in office. We got a war going on. We got oil issues going on. Like there's a lot of stuff that's making the market kind of weird. And so granted, even if I leave it in long term, maybe that's not even the right move. But as from what I've seen over the course of the last 10, 20, 30 years, Leaving it in there, seeing what happens, and just letting it grow, not even thinking about it is the way to go. But I still like to be, you know, checking the game, checking the score every Friday. I think would be healthy, uh, at least tuning it down from uh, 25 times a day, right? So, and also, man, I will say this. If you're an investor and you're a Christian and you have any tips on this, please reach out. I could use a Christian brother or sister to help me in this arena, just kind of. Uh, being another ear of reference, man. So Jake, Rob Ross, Bueller, anybody that out here listening to invest their money in a healthy way and have struggled with the thing I'm struggling with right now, I could really use your help. So please reach out. All right. Um, and I promise I won't feel uh, weird when you text me. All right. Um, anyway, let's keep going. This is a first step, right? Uh, first step I'm going to make is that. The second step is I'm only going to post about big life events on Facebook and show updates, I think. I think this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I don't really post a lot on there anyway. Uh, I just want to just kind of clean it up a little bit. And I'm actually going to, this is huge news that I'm really excited about and I hope it takes off and I hope that I'm able to really connect with you guys and 
uh, be a part of your your weekly live, not just on the podcast, but I'm going to start emailing listeners when a new episode drops so I don't have to bombard your newsfeed with links and pictures of stuff that's not even relevant to the show. Uh, and I'm still going to do some because I do enjoy doing it and I do like, you know, just dropping them on Instagram sometimes and just, you know, because everybody's on there. They see it. Not everybody checks their email every day. But I, I want to connect with my listeners on a more intimate level. And I feel like email is the way to do that. So be on the lookout for a message from me asking you for your email. Or if you want to send me it quickly, you can at ZachRippy at Yahoo.com. I'm going to I'm forming my website right now and I'm super excited to be able to just let you guys know when there's a new episode, a blog post, promo codes for shirts, new sh- new shirts dropping, stuff like that. Like I just want to be able to kind of reach out to you guys and be a, be more of a community, more of a ministry, kind of tightly tightly ran as far as that goes. And uh, and that way, I don't know. I just feel like it would be more healthy instead of just being like publicly posting about this show. I want to like personally tell you, like, yo, Bethany Wallace, there's a new episode out. I don't know. I'm just thinking of somebody that's messaged me recently that listens to the show. Hey, shout out Bethany. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule my days better, right? I'm gonna schedule my days better. That's the next plan too. Uh, I've been getting sloppy out here, sloppy, just going where the wind takes me. And I don't know if that's sloppy or if or whatnot, but I'm just figuring it out right now. I'm still. It's been seven weeks. I'm in a transitionary phase still. We're still adjusting. Me and Catherine. We're still trying to like figure out how we like to do this thing and what we like, what we don't like. Uh, and I just don't do well when it comes to just going with the wind because it's like, oh, I just feel like I have all this, all this free time, or I don't need to focus on that, or you know, I can check this stock market account 25 million times. You know, I have time to do that. You know, and that's the thing. I have some goals that I want to meet before Noah comes uh, for the summer, so I need to knock those out. So I think scheduling my days better, having more of a plan the night before of what I'm going to do the next day, is going to be helpful. All right, that got a little bit wordy, but I felt like I needed to express that to you guys, see if you can relate. But anyway, let's get back to Jesus, uh, what we're just reading about in Luke. I think Jesus telling us that we need to repent is a telling time for the world that we're living in right now. And I just have one comment on Israel real quick, and I don't really know much about what's going on there, right? Because I haven't really looked into it too much. I watched one video from a pastor. I've talked about it with Olivier. I've talked about it with a couple friends, but I still don't really know much. But I do know that innocent people are being killed on both sides. And I have a heart for Israel because, as we know, it is the Holy Land and a lot of end time prophecies have already happened and we may uh, be seeing more soon. So I know very little, as do you guys. Don't act like you know what's going on over there. All right. (laughs) We are not there. So refrain from losing a friendship over the skewed media beliefs. And if a media journalist company or building was was to be bombed it's probably for a reason guys it's probably because of propaganda okay and i'll tell you this we need to be praying for israel and peace right now this conflict going on also really made me have a realization that dude this could happen at any time here in the united states we could potentially go to war with a nation at any time china We have to really realize this before we just blast out some nonsense about it. And I made that mistake myself on Twitter the other day, which is why I'm here saying it. Be mindful and careful and just you don't know what's going on over there. There's no reason to speak on it, you know, and that could be for most things in life, you know, but especially over there, you know, there's there's it's a completely different world over there. They are attacked constantly, Israel, for just being the holy land because they are. Uh, the land of God's people, and of course, the enemy uses uses that. He knows that the enemy is is there, man. The enemy knows knows who to attack and how often to attack. You know, like it's crazy, man. Israel needs to repent, though. Let's go back to what Jesus was talking about. Israel needs to repent. They've done some things that that they need to repent for, and God's protection is is promised on them through the covenant of him and Abraham. You know, so like. That promise is only broken when they're when they're uh, like living in sin and away from God. That's the truth. That's we've seen that throughout the entire Bible. All right. So Israel needs to repent. And so does America. And us as Americans right now, we are in need of a call to action. 
All right. Not just saying, God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I mean, no, boldly changing something about yourself that is keeping you from living the will of God. That's what I mean by repent. For me right now, it's my cell phone. It's hard to do this episode because I don't want to do these things. I don't. I don't want to not be on my phone. I'm seriously addicted. I feel like bad that I have to do this to myself. You know, I don't want to do these new disciplines and I may fumble my own rules a few times, but I truly believe if I want to reach my max potential before I turn 30, this is the way it has to be done. If I have if I want to have the the podcast being good, if I want to have the website being finished, if I want to have a book written by the end of this travel journey, then I'm going to have to tighten up. I'm going to have to repent. Are you ready to repent? All right, let's read this parable real quick. Let's read the parable that I know you don't know what it means. So I didn't know what it means. So we're going to learn together. All right, here we go. All right, it says, Then Jesus told this story about the parable of the barren fig tree. Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. All right, I know what you're thinking. What the heck does this mean? Well, I got you. Jesus told the parable of the fig tree in Luke uh, chapter 13, verses 6 through 9, immediately after reminding his listeners that we just talked about earlier of a tower over the pool of uh, Salam, which unexpectedly fell and killed 18 people. The moral of that story is found in Luke 13, 3, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. To reiterate this moral, Jesus tells the story of the fig tree, the vineyard owner, and the gardener who took care of the vineyard. The three entities in the story all have a clear symbolic significance. The vineyard owner represents God and the one who rightly expects to see fruit on his tree and who just decides to destroy it whenever he finds none. The gardener, our vineyard, keeping uh, the keeper who cares for the trees, watering and fertilizing them to bring them into their peak of fruitness represents Jesus. Who feeds his people? And gives them living water. The tree itself has two symbolic meanings. The nation of Israel and the individual. Remember, Israel is the Holy Land, baby. As the story unfolds, we see the vineyard owner expressing his disappointment at the fruitless tree. He has looked for fruit for three years from this tree, but has found none. The three-year period is significant because for three years, John the Baptist and Jesus had been preaching the message of repentance throughout Israel. But the fruits of repentance were not forthcoming. They never came through. John the Baptist warned the people about the Messiah coming and told them to bring forth fruits fit for repentance because the axe was already laid at the root of the tree. But the Jews were offended. Where have we heard this before? The Jews were offended by the idea that they needed to repent and they rejected their Messiah because he demanded repentance from them. It sounds a little bit common with today's world, ain't it? After all, they had the revelation of God, the prophets, the scriptures, the covenants and the adoption. They had it all, but they were already God deniers. They had departed from the true faith and the true and living God and created a system of works righteousness that was an abomination to God. Listen to this. Listen to this right now, my beautiful bird listeners. I love you. This is so good. They had departed from the true faith and the true and living God and created a system of works righteousness that was an abomination to God. This really reminded me just now as I was reading that about the system that they're putting in place right now. This wokeism stuff, this this cancel culture, this this righteousness that people think that they have because they wear a mask in Target, okay? Or they got vaccinated and they post the... the <sighs> virtual signaling that you're a good person and that you care about others. And, <laughs> you know, it's like they're creating this. They're creating this system of, of works righteousness. And that, as it says, is an abomination to God because it's not godly he as the vineyard owner 
was perfectly justified in tearing down the tree that had no fruit. You don't got the fruit. Where's the real fruit at? Wokeism is not truth. The Lord's axe was already poised over the root of the tree. And it was ready to fall. However, my man Jesus, we see the gardener pleading here for a little more time. And this is so powerful. Listen to this, because this when he told this parable was around the time. This was short, shortly before a few more months before. Just think about like two months beforehand. We'll just say that. I don't know how many months, but just to say two months before the crucifixion. Two months before the more of the miracles to come, especially the incredible miracle of the rising of Lazarus from the dead. Go check out that episode, by the way. It's so good. And that that miracle that happened would actually cause would lead to a lot of the Jews to repent. So Jesus asking for that time, saying, giving that parable and being like, yo, I'm, 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 ah, patience. As it turned out, Israel is a nation that still did not believe, but individuals certainly did who lived in Israel. The compassionate gardener intercedes for more time to water and fertilize the fruitless tree, and the gracious Lord of the vineyard responds in what we all are blessed with from God, patience. He responded in patience. The lesson for the individual is that borrowed time is not permanent. God's patience, though, has a limit. In the parable, the vineyard owner grants another year of life to the tree. Just a year. In the same way, God in his mercy grants us another day, another hour, and another breath. Christ stands at the door of each man's heart, knocking and seeking to gain entrance and requiring repentance from sin. But if there is no fruit, no repentance, his patience will come to an end and the fruitless, unrepentant individual, they're going to be cut down with an axe. We all live on borrowed time. Judgment is near. And this is why the prophet Isaiah wrote, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will truly and freely pardon. Isaiah 55 or 6 or 7. And man, I can't wait to be with Christ one day. I truly can't. I think about it all the time and thinking about it makes me just truly understand how much this world ain't it it makes me want to just enjoy this life and do some dope stuff but also just like not putting my chips in the bag you know like and it's so funny because oh i worked a job i didn't like for years i felt like i felt like man one day i'll get it figured out you know and right now i'm feeling pretty close i mean granted i don't have a job and i'm doing some freelance writing that's not really paying every bill but uh, I'm hoping that this show grows into that, where I can be able to focus on on just this and, and growing with God in this ministry, man. I really hope that uh, we can somehow find a way to make that happen. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to be launching soon a uh, potential. I, I wrote like a sponsorship proposal, and I'd love to get some sponsors for the podcast. So if you personally know anybody that would be interested in that, uh, please send them my way. I have a little proposal I can email them that has everything broken down as far as what the, the benefits are, the analytics, and uh, how they'll be a, a huge partner of the show. And it's for an affordable price, man. Uh, I think any small business or local business or online business or uh, ministry, I think anybody that were to were to do it and be our sponsors would, would reap the benefits uh, tenfold. Uh, my prices are super reasonable and... Uh, they'll get some ads on here. They'll get some logos on shirts and posters and stuff like that. And uh, I'll even let Malachi take a picture in your shirt or something for Instagram. And you'll get shout outs and stuff and be a part of the email list. Like there's just a lot of incentives for somebody to be a sponsor. You'll get shirts and all that. So if you're interested and you have a small business or you know somebody, please let me know, man. Because uh, I'm trying to grow this show into a way where it can be also a, a stream of income. And I wanted it to be free for the first year for you guys and just really, you know, grow the audience and stuff like that. And trust me, I'm not going to make it weird. I'm just going to have like a minute or two minute ad in the middle of the podcast. You can you can fast forward it. Don't worry. Right? You don't have to fast forward it, but listen to the show because they're going to be helping out the show. They're part of the they're part of the team at that point, you know, and I'll make it fun too. like if I do the ads for somebody like I'm going to make them silly. I'm going to make them fun. 
I'm going to make them different. You know, I'm going to sprinkle some Jesus in there, you know, some jokes, some country, all that. And so, so yeah, man, that's something that's uh, been on my mind lately. And it's just great, man. I'm just really happy out here and just, I'm just so grateful that God's given me this opportunity and my family, this opportunity to be out here, uh, just fishing and hiking and, and writing and reading and, and growing and laughing and learning and cooking. And, uh, dude, I cut a fish three, three ways today (coughs) with a knife and, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like uh, it. was gross. But uh, I band up and did it. And uh, it was just cool, man. I'm just out here just saying yes to a lot of things that I've said no to. I went in a river today. I walked in the river. I'm going to do a whole episode about it. But I'll just tell you real quick. I walked in the river um, and like my feet were hurting from the rocks. I got little sensitive baby feet. I got suburban feet, you know. And uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, man, I'm trash at fishing, man, by the way. But I caught a super baby fish yesterday for the first time in a while, and I had a lot of joy. Uh, and this story that I'm about to tell you is crazy, so thanks for sticking in this long. But, man, this is this crazy. This is a, this is a, a heavy one. All right, here we go. Okay, so I'm trash at fishing so far. You know what I mean? I haven't really been fishing a lot, so I'm just new, right? But I caught a super baby fish yesterday for the first time in a while, and I had so much joy, you know, because I've been going out fishing. I went out fishing with Jeff for a little bit uh, before he moved, and uh, me and Noah didn't catch anything, and then his son caught, like, three fish in a row, and I'm like, what the heck, you know? And uh, it's just been a while since I caught a fish, right? So this one, I was just jumping up and down, just freaking pumped, right? And I actually have a picture of me just being super excited, uh, catching the fish. So I'm going to use that as the cover photo for this episode since it's called fishing with Freddie. Right. So check on that. If you haven't seen it, uh, I'll post it on my Instagram. All right. So this fish led me to a man though. And it was crazy. It was Jesus Christ was all over the story. I'm about to share with you guys. So buckle in, get ready. Right. So I had the fish on my hook, right. With no knife on me, no pliers. I was just out there fishing with hopes and dreams. And this man, a little bit down the bank, looked like he knew what he was doing, right? So I walked towards him with my fish on my line, and I'm all excited, and I'm smiling. And this guy was excited for me. You know, he didn't even know me. He was just kind of pumped that I caught one. He's like, hey, look at the little booger, you know? And he asked if I wanted to use his knife to cut it. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's go. Let's do it, bro. Come on. And then uh, I go, yeah, but I have no idea where to cut this fish, so can you help me? (laughs) So this dude cut my fish. He showed me which hook to use, and he put the fish on my hook as bait. He put the fish head. I don't want to say fish head, but I'll tell you, I'll say it. He put the fish head on my hook, hook as bait because that's apparently the best one or the best part of the fish, so he cut it in the threes. It was kind of crazy. Anyway, Catherine ends up walking down the river to kind of hang out with his kids, right, as they swim in the crystal blue river in the beautiful Tennessee. Yo, Tennessee is dope. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to be out here. Uh, I'm actually seeing my old boss tomorrow in Nashville. I'm pumped. Uh, so when you hear this, I'll be in Nashville. Hey, shout out. Uh, so insane. I know it's it's beautiful out here. The Crystal Blue River. I can't believe it either. So while she's down there with the kids, right, and she's just kind of out there with Malachi as well, I resumed talking with him, and we were just enjoying our company, man. He was enjoying my company. We were going back and forth. And I don't know, man, maybe my my vibe must have radiated some Jesus. I truly believe that because he ended up pouring his heart out to me about what him and his family are going through, y'all. Uh, He told me two back-to-back things that have happened in the last two weeks that are so extremely heavy that I don't even want to say them into this microphone. And you guys know I am bold and I say a lot of things that are kind of like, whoa, you can't believe you said that. He told me two things that were like mind-blowingly tragic, angry, like just just some bad stuff, y'all. And... Um, just know, man, my boy Freddie is in need of some heavy prayers. And luckily he says he believes in God. And I gave him some words of encouragement and I told him that I'd be praying for him. And he even mentioned how I even, I even mentioned how important that reading his Bible is and leaning on God is in a time like this. And I kind of wish I did more of like a, um, a testimony about Armani situation, how, when he passed away, uh, I was, you know, leaning on, on, on Christ and it really helped and it helped other people as well. And, um, so I kind of wish I did that, but I felt more, um, more prone to just listening and kind of, you know, not saying too many words when I was responding to him, you know? Um, and I just, I do wish I was able to dive deeper on talking Jesus, but I just felt like it was, it was truly best to listen in that moment. And I hope that, um, he, I hope he felt good talking about it. I feel like he did because he even he either apologized or said, thank you for, I think he said, thank you for letting me, you know, um, 
tell you all that and whatnot. You know, it was just a it was a powerful moment between two total strangers, dude. It was it was mind blowing. And I look back now and 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 uh, I was struggling with this all night yesterday. And I just I mean, I wish I just gave the dude a hug, you know, and I wish I wasn't so alpha or like um, uncomfortable of like and, and not knowing or just uh, the fear of awkwardness. I wish I just gave the dude a hug, man. I felt like he needed it. He's full time and out here, so I'm sure he doesn't have a lot of people, a lot of men that he can kind of confide to. And uh, that's so important. As you guys know, we've been talking about the body of Christ, man, and what it means to uh, be in fellowship with other believers. And um, from my understanding, it doesn't seem like he has that. And another thing I wish I did is I wish I prayed with him right there and right then and there. And Catherine actually asked me when I got back if I prayed for him. Um, And I was like, yeah, I said, yeah, thinking like, yeah, I prayed for him in my mind, you know, but that's not what she meant. And I was telling her today, I was like, man, I, I wish I, I prayed for him. I need to get over that fear. And um, I need to just do that because I, I I don't think I've done that yet. I did it at Armani's funeral with uh, my best friends, but that's different because that's my best friends. Uh, but uh, when it comes to praying for a stranger, I need to, like, get over that that fear and that hump. Uh, I struggled and I dropped the ball and I wish I, I wish I was able to. I wanted to see him today. Today's Wednesday when I'm recording this. I really wanted to see him today. But I wasn't able to. Uh, he wasn't out there. I saw his kids, but uh, I didn't get to see him. And I hope I see him before we go, man. And I've just been thinking about him a lot. And I hope to see him tomorrow uh, at the creek, uh, at the river. I don't know why I call it a creek. I think creek sounds cool. But I uh, hope to see him at the river tomorrow. Um, his RV's not not too far from mine. So maybe I'll just pop in uh, either tomorrow or Friday. And... Uh, I don't know. I just got, I, I need, I need to see him before I go. I don't know if I'm going to pray for him. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, but I'm going to find something nice to do for him. And maybe I'll ask him if I can pray for him, um, which would be my first time ever doing that with somebody. And I just think he needs it, man. He was such a sweet guy. y'all. Let me just tell you about him real quick. He four kids, three with his fiance and he's full-time RVing since COVID. His wife is a traveling nurse and that she takes, she took a contract here temporarily. And he's, he's lived in Texas and, um, think uh new mexico as well and and i I just man i just could not have asked for a better stranger to meet me yesterday man and he even let me use his fishing glasses y'all he took his fishing glasses off his face and let me and Catherine put them on multiple times to see the fish in the water it was special man it was a moment that i'll never forget and i've just been fortunate enough to meet strangers every day i met this dude that's our, our neighbor today named uh adrian and the dude is like yoked. He's like a CrossFit dude. He's yoked. He homeschools his kids. He's out here just, you know, he was in the river fly fishing today. Like just, just man. Wow. People out here are just like next level, man. And it's so cool. My, uh, my sister-in-law, Juliet is buying an RV herself and she's going to, uh, she's going to live in an RV <laughs> now, you know, my, like Catherine's sister, Juliet is crazy. Uh, and because I don't know if it's because of us, but I think it has a big, big part of it, you know, like we're doing it and they, they feel safe and comfortable doing it. And my, my other sister-in-law Sharon is thinking about buying one as well and her doing that so that they, they don't have to spend all this money on rent and utilities and stuff at a crappy apartment when they can own an RV for under 25 racks. That's 2020 and park it somewhere at at a campground for 500, 600 bucks a month. And you get electricity, water, and Wi-Fi. Come on, guys. Like, this is the future. This is the, I don't know if it's the future, but uh, this is a move, man. And and I'm just so grateful. I'm just so, I can't believe it. I cannot believe this is the life I'm living right now. I'm so, I go out there like, man, I'll go outside at night and I'll just listen to the water. And I'll just be looking at the sky thinking like, God, like, I can't believe this, you know. And, and also just like that whole stock market thing is like, man, I just need to detach myself from like caring about even just caring about the money situation. You know, God's always got me, man. And he continues to to bless and provide. And uh, even if it's not, you know, luxurious, I think it's pretty dope, man. You know, like my RV's 2013 and Juliet's getting to 2020, but like, I love my little spot, you know, like there's things I would change about it. And it's so cool to even come to the realization that like, yo, there's things we like or things we don't like. And we're actually thinking about buying another one. And when we get settled somewhere, uh, staying in an RV at a campground that we like and having one that's an RV that is uh, more kind of appropriate for staying still a little while, you know, and getting rid of the, the drivable one and getting one that's more stationary, getting a truck, you know, 
I don't know, man. I'm just hype. I'm hype about the future. I'm hype about the present. It's a good place to be at right now. Uh, it's been interesting, too, man, just being intentional with the strangers, too, man, and just asking questions about who they are, what their story is, and how I can bring Jesus to the crime scene, man. And it's just been it's been fascinating. I'm talking to so many people out here already. Every day I'm talking to somebody brand new, and I just I enjoy the convos, man. I was over here talking to Adrian today for, like, 10 minutes when he first got here, and it was just it was fun, man. And uh, Freddie yesterday was, was, was powerful. Uh, I met this lady, uh, my wife and I met this lady like three or four weeks ago that we, we talked to, I think for at least 20 minutes. We, we hung out with these people that were, um, that had a couple kids in Virginia. We hung out at the campground there with them. Like, it's cool, man. People are out here just happy living life, man. And I, I think that if we were to even move to a stationary one, uh, campground in the future, whether it be Texas, Florida, wherever we end up, uh, it would just be awesome. It would just be awesome to truly uh, just live in a little community like that, you know, that's that's happy, easy, chill, chill going people, you know, and little hippies like us, you know, as we say. Uh, and it wasn't weird either. Right. Talking about Jesus. And I was afraid talking about Jesus with strangers would be hard. Right. Uh, and it's not like I feared that before I came out here. I was like, how am I going to spread the gospel? You know, how am I going to like, you know, t- talk to G- Jesus, talk Jesus to strangers? I thought it would be hard, and it's not, guys. It's just going to a place that the Spirit works it out for you, and it's just being confident and being just being you and just letting Jesus shine through you, you know, and occasionally, hey, name drop him, you know, say like, hey, yeah, and it's easy when you, I will say, though, it is kind of easy when you can say, like, when they're like, oh, what do you do for work, and you're like, I do a podcast about Jesus, you know, and then, therefore, it just opens up the whole door, you know, the whole door is wide open at that point, and then you can really tell we actually, um, we met this dude that was uh, down by the river at uh, one of our spots in Virginia. And I told him uh, that I do a podcast about Jesus and he was from Israel and he, he got like really weird. Like he got, you could tell he wasn't a believer, you know, and um, it was intense because he was from Israel. You know, you can just feel the energy just kind of like shift, you know, he stopped talking to us. It was really weird, but uh, you know, you can't save everybody, right? Hey, that's just that's just the truth, man. That's just the gospel right there. If you guys are going to get kind of weird about that, that's on you. Because, like, that's just the – yo, all right, let me share this story with you guys. Okay, so I was there's this music video called um, Talking to Jesus. It's so good. It's one of my favorite songs right now. I definitely recommend it. I give you guys songs, and you already know when I do. Put them on. Put them on, baby. Uh, I posted it on my Facebook the other night. It's called Talking to Jesus. Anyway, I was looking at the comments because they were really special, man. People were just talking about how much they were appreciative of, like, their mom uh, loving Jesus and talking to Jesus. So then they see uh, they grew up with it, and they teach their kids about Jesus. And, like, it's just a beautiful thing, right? And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful song. Like, it's so good. Uh, anyway, so I was reading the comments of people and stuff like that. And one dude, man, he said something so sad where he was saying that, like, Man, he uh, he found Jesus three years after his son died um, of uh, addiction. You know, he was a, he was an addict, and for like his whole life, he was trying to just trying to like fix him and try to make him not do drugs and whatnot. And, and his biggest regret is like not knowing Jesus beforehand, because he knows that Jesus would have been the only one to help him out um, to overcome those addictions. So somebody commented and was like, "God will have mercy on your son. Uh, he is he. You will see him again." So, so somebody said, God, God will have mercy on your son. You will see him again. And then some lady goes, that's not the gospel. <laughs> it was so savage. But also I showed Catherine because I was like, yo, am, am I wrong for laughing at this? And then she's like, not really, though, because that's the truth. You know, it's like, that's not the gospel. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, what a savage. You know, and it was just kind of interesting to see, like, people like the comment. You know, it got no dislikes, got only likes. Anyway. I don't know why I shared that, but it was just it was it was quite quite interesting to see a comment on YouTube and go, oh, <laughs> dang, can't save everybody, you know. Uh, but but somebody actually made a great point. And they were saying that that the dad is the miracle. Like the dad is the one that is like, wow, the dad got saved because of the the crappy situation that happened in his life. The loss kind of brought him to Jesus, you know, and and that's the the glory of God shining, as we've mentioned on a previous episode or two. So, yeah, man, I hope to see um, Freddie tomorrow or the next day to tell him about the podcast and just connect him with him one more time uh, before we head out of here. But, yo, man, please pray for uh, Freddie as well, all right? Um, also, I never gave you guys a Benny update. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
I was debating on doing this because, man, it, it was very hurtful. I didn't want to just tell you guys right away uh, because I had trouble even wrapping my own mind around it. Um, and I'm not 100% confident or 100% uh, factual about what I'm about to tell you because I haven't gotten to the full bottom of it because uh, I've just had to really detach myself from it uh, in a way. And I've, I've, I did my best. You know, uh, that Dane Cook joke, I did my best. All right. Uh, so I'm going to give you an update. I told you guys to pray for my friend uh, that was working with me at Doc B's on the episode called The Word Was With God. Uh, he actually told me when I was working with him, we were buddies for the most part. We hung out, I think, one or two times, and we just kind of worked together, and we enjoyed each other's company. He kind of helped me with the RV stuff as well. And uh, he told me, though, that he had, uh, like, stage four brain cancer. And he had like less than a year to live and then he had less than like six months to live or something like that. And um, he also told me he didn't believe in God. So I had this powerful like, you know, spiritual moment of like, yo, I need to like get him saved. I need to like, you know, I can't let my friend not know Jesus before he kicks the bucket. And uh, so I, I called on you guys to help me pray for him. And I and I, I kind of like poured my heart out to him. I was like, yo, man, I can't have you not be saved uh, and, and die, you know, like, can you please read one book? Like, I'll pay you to read this book. So, uh, he was like, nah, man, you don't got to pay me. What book is it? And I was like, it's the book of John. You already know I love John. And, uh, he's like, yeah, man, I'll read it. So I brought him the Bible the next day. I gave it to him and he was like, oh, hey man, I got a Bible at the house. Um, uh, you don't have to give me this one. You can take it back. And I was like, nah, man, I want you to have this one. Cause I've just been saving it for somebody special that I feel like, um, has been needing it you know i bought it for myself but i never used it and it's really nice and i just wanted him to have a nice bible and him feel like yo like this dude really cares that i know jesus and like maybe i should maybe i should just read it you know with an open mind and stuff like that <sighs> all right here here's where the everything falls apart okay so the next a couple of days later he comes in and he tells me he's been reading it and he has questions he wants to go get a drink or some lunch or something like that to talk about it and i was like all right, sweet. Like I'm, I'm ready. I'm available. Like whenever let's do this. And then we ended up not being able to, cause he had to stay late. And, uh, this dude at this table was like taking down his number and stuff like that. And it was, it had something to do with God as well. So he was telling me like, yeah, like something like that just happened. I'll tell you when we get a drink or something about that. And then we never ended up getting the drink. I pressed him about it. I called him. I did all these things. Right. A few days later, I come to work and I see he's not at work. I'm like, hmm, he usually works weekends. What's going on? He, and then I, the next day, he's not at work again. I was like, yo, where's Benny at? And then somebody says that, like, oh, he had to, he has something going on uh, medically where he can't be here. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's not good. So I check in. I text him. I was like, yo, what's up? You all right? You coming back to work soon? He's like, yeah, I think it's best if I just don't come for a little while. I was like, all right, weird. Turns out, I don't want to give you guys too much, you know, of the fat of this story. Turns out, Buddy has been frauding the company of Doc B's uh, so much money. He's been he made twenty thousand dollars in three and a half months from tips, you know. And I don't know if you guys know, you don't make no twenty thousand dollars in three months on tips, okay? So yeah, uh, so he was frauding the company. He was f basically filling in higher tips than he was getting from customers. One customer found, like, actually noticed. I don't get how other people don't notice. Like, what are you doing? You don't check your bank. Anyway, uh, called uh, Doc B's. Then they audited him. They saw all the receipts were pretty much baloney, right? Then they look up his record. And he has a record for impersonating a police officer and armed robber. Or I don't know if it was, like, um, some kind of robbery charge and theft or something like that. So felony charges. And the dude is, like, 21 years old. And it's just kind of like, what the heck? So things just start spreading around the restaurant and whatnot. Come to find out, Buddy's been telling everybody conflicting stories about his brain cancer. He told me he got it after he started working at Doc B's. He told other people he had it before. Uh, he said that he, uh, his mom or uh, his aunt, you know, wanted to see his medical records and they stopped being on a good relationship because he got pissed that she wanted to see his medical records because she didn't believe him. Uh, and one of uh, our friends, mutual friends there, her mom is like really big into like spiritual healing and stuff like that and, and was going to pay for Benny to come to um, like a, a healing conference kind of thing with her 
on the cuff like she was going to take care of everything and he denied it and long story short buddy didn't have cancer y'all buddy lied about it but i don't know if he wanted yeah i'll tell you another reason he didn't he didn't have cancer uh our assistant manager was gonna be leaving in december or something like that or no in in june and this was like back in march or march before we left uh in june she was gonna be leaving and he over here sat down and asked for an interview for her her job title like he was like i'd love to be a manager and like what are you doing you have less than six months to live you're trying to be a manager Okay, so clearly he played us all. He duped us all. And we don't know the reason. Like, And here's the thing, man. When I found out, I just texted him that there's never a better time to open that book than right now. Because everybody knew he was lying. All, every, he was a fraud and all that stuff. And, you know, as much as, like, I was I was going to be, like, um, on this podcast when I was first finding out, I was like, don't even pray for him. You don't deserve that. It's like, no, he still needs prayer, but maybe it's for a different reason. I think he's obviously uh, a maybe... I, I I use this word lightly because um, I'm not sure if uh, how people feel about this, but he may be going through uh, some mental illness. That might be a thing, uh, possibly. I don't know. I'm not saying he is. Just saying, uh, or he is just a scheme and really wants money. He he does like buying fancy stuff. He bought a brand new truck and he has an RV and he has a nice apartment. Like he just buys exotic things. Uh, and we don't really know, man. But the but the thing is, is that clearly something is not spiritually right with him, and he needs Jesus more than more than we we originally thought, you know. So um, I thought he was a good guy. I I feel very played, uh, and normally I'm not the type to be played. Um, but also, you can't be hard on yourself because I was just doing the right thing. And uh, I was just doing my best to, like, try to tell this dude about Jesus before he kicked the bucket, dude. You know, and uh, I'm glad he's not dying because uh, he has a chance to uh, repent. There we go. He has a chance to repent. And that's all we can ask for, man. So we're just going to pray for repentance for Benny, all right? So we're going to pray for Freddie, and we're going to pray for repentance for Benny. And hopefully he comes through and, and comes around on the other side, right? So definitely needs prayers for something else than we originally thought, but that's okay. So we... Me and you, we need to repent. I'm sick of the phones, man. Aren't you? I'm sick of it. Always going off, lighting up, buzzing, needing me for something, vibrating in my pocket when it ain't even vibrating. The phones are needy, man. They're like a clingy girlfriend. Google made 80%, listen to this, 80% of their revenue this quarter on ads. Dude, we are the product. We, When we log on, we are losing money because they're conditioning us. Maybe not now, but in the future, we are being programmed to buy certain things, desire certain things, and they are buying our precious time, more importantly. They're just soaking up our time so we don't have the opportunity to do anything great in this world. So we can't create their competitor. That's what they're doing. And sometimes I'm not willing to lose anymore. That's something I'm not willing to lose anymore is time. I want to be liberated from this addiction, and I hope these steps I've implemented will help. It's been long overdue, and I used to be off of Instagram for months at a time, Twitter months at a time, and ever since Fauci and the boys took away our freedoms, I've been a phone junkie, and I'm tired of it, and I want to be a Jesus junkie. Hey, thank you for tuning in to this episode, man. If it's your first time here, I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe. A lot of the episodes are more teachable. This one was really kind of off the cuff, kind of loose, kind of fun. And hope you enjoyed it, man. We're always trying to just have positive vibes around here. So uh, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed this episode and you are a fan and you are a longtime subscriber, if you are a new time subscriber, hey, share it with somebody you think will enjoy it, man. Either it be a text message, either just telling somebody in person. It just goes a long way to help spreading the gospel in the name of Jesus in time like this where we all so desperately need him and we need to repent like we've been talking about. And that's not just saying that, you know, we suck, you know, or anything like that. It's just saying that, like, yo, there's a lot of things that we're still walking in the flesh with that we need to be walking in the spirit with. That's kind of the focus of this month. If you've noticed, I've been reiterating that uh, sentiment multiple times because it's just so important in the world that we're living in right now. To And, man, I'm telling you, I've started to – man, I'm telling you, i got to write this episode about today what happened. But I'm living more so in the spiritual rather than the physical, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me so far. And I'm hoping that I can continue that and I can grow in that and mature in that. And uh, just really detach myself from the from the cell phone. And I hope you guys jump on board with me. And, and maybe even just a small way, you know, like even just having little windows of where you don't use the phone or nights where you 
commit to not using it or something something man just we need to do something it's 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 a chain bro it's a chain that's uh it's the enemy holding us back even even more from god you know so uh just be mindful of that guys and uh like i said i got the email thing coming out soon i got the website coming out soon uh i don't have like a timeline for sure but um i definitely want to have it out before june 17th so just be on the lookout for that uh again um i just appreciate you guys being here uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you want to write a review, uh, a little five-star, go ahead and do that. It helps more people find the show. Uh, reach out anytime at ZachRippy23 on Instagram or ZachRippy at Yahoo.com. And thank you so much for everybody that's been buying shirts, man. It's been so helpful for my family out here. It's been really, really great, man, because I'm at the point now where we've sold enough shirts uh, to where I've you know, got the money back for buying them. So it's been really nice to be able to every time somebody buys a shirt, it's like, hey, that's gas money for the week. So so much appreciated, guys. And and there's so many of y'all that have bought them that um, you've even paid more than the price that I, 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 I charge for them. So that's just been so sweet. And I truly appreciate it, guys. So I'll see you guys soon. I gave you a long episode this week because I've been MIA for eight days. But uh, just know that I'm working, man. We're working on working on growing this show, man. And we're just we're happy to be here. We're happy to have you. And we're really focusing on on you guys. You know, uh, we spent all year building this show up to get, you know, 100 listeners a week. And, man, I'm just grateful with that, you know. And uh, granted, there's a lot of weeks where there's more than that. But I I can tell that there's always uh, at least 75 to 125 people that listen to every single episode. And that just, you know, makes my heart happy. So, uh, again, appreciate y'all. See ya.